is a presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. How are you doing out there in Radio Land? Warmed up with Jason in the segment before. If you guys are following over to my show, I certainly do appreciate that. So we're going to be talking today about business finances. If you are interested in being in business, starting your own business, if you're already in business, I recommend very highly that you go to my Facebook page and check out some of the posts that I've done. One in particular is about, uh, so you want to be a business owner, you want to start a business, I think is the title of it. And, you know, um, it, it is, it's lengthy, but, you know, this is, in fairness, this is my $300 an hour advice that I'm doling out. The reason I did this, <clears throat> I belong to a networking group, Absolute Connections. We meet every Wednesday morning. Phenomenal group, almost 80, 90 people at any given time, depending on as it ebbs and flows throughout the year. And really an amazing group of people uh, with second and third generation business owners who are uh, members, which is pretty shocking, frankly. But you've also got a lot of newbies, a lot of people who are would-be entrepreneurs, reluctant entrepreneurs, as I call them. And these are people who many times get into business for themselves simply as an alternative to having a job and working for somebody, which means they're really not business people. And they don't understand business, and they think they do, and they're cheap and thrifty, or they just don't have any money, whether they were or weren't that way. And so no one really gets to give them advice. And the sad portrayal on that is the number of these people who obviously are not going to succeed in business, who are going to fail. And so my, my job as one of the, one of the folks who's on the educational committee for that BNI is to, as a value add, help, help educate those folks and provide some value and some insight and some guidance if I can. And even to all of the, uh, all of the business owners who are, who are tenured and have been successful or, or are, uh, just struggling to become more successful. So that's really what it's all about. So I'm, I'm putting together, I do an educational piece. I did a radio show on that component and that post is summarizing it in uh, three or four pages if you can call that a summary uh, a little lengthy but I get into some detail and I think it's valuable now each one of those topics you could probably spend you know at least several hours on each one of them and that really is part of the challenge because everybody wants quick you know like give me a pill and fix this problem and there's detail and there's finesse in all of this. And finesse just simply means, uh, if you, if you know, uh, of, uh, Navy SEAL Josh, Josh, uh, 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 Jocko Willering, uh, Willering, uh, he's, uh, uh, talks about the dichotomy of leadership and where too much is too much, too little is not enough. And that's what I mean by the, the, the finesse. It's like a golf swing. If you, if you hit it too hard, it goes too far. If you don't hit it hard enough, it doesn't get to the hole. And too much is too much, too little is not enough. And that's the finesse of life. And that is all the detail that, that resides in between every single topic. And that's why you really need to educate yourself back and forth. So in an effort to do that, 
I'm going to talk about some of the broad strokes that relate to finance and money management when it comes to business. And so I, in the last post, concluded it by saying, coming soon, uh, we're going to be talking about the, the topic of becoming a financial person. Because I believe that if you want to be successful in business, and even moreover in life in general, you must uh, determined to become a financial person. You cannot say I'm not a financial person and things like, well, that just flies over my head and oh, I've got a CPA for that or I've got a financial advisor for that. If you say that, I want you to stop saying that. <laughs> and from here on out, each time you, you hear it, you say it, bang your head against the wall because <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say to yourself because you're programming yourself for failure. Say instead, I will become a financial person and then and start listening to the show religiously and go to my uh, go to my posts on Facebook and read them about three times and then print them out and highlight the salient points and then dedicate yourself <clears throat> to learning even more about each of those points uh, as in the finesse of all the detail in between. So when do I find the wall? Yeah. Yeah. That's hey, just back up a little bit and I'll help you. Okay. <laughs> I'm always it willing to be hard to find. I'm always willing to help with a good boot to the head. You know, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, you are. Hey, man. So, um, so this will relate to to cash flow management, which is one of the major issues for 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 small business people. And look, it's the it's the issue for people in general. Do you hear me rail on this over and over again? Personal budget, m- money management, and everybody thinks it's so easy. I don't need any help. I don't. I pay my bills on time. I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. And if I were to look at it, I'd probably think you were a disaster. But that's, you know, that's fine. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to talk to business owners who want to succeed. And I'm going to tell you the reasons why they don't. So cash flow, as it relates to the cyclical nature of a business, cyclicality within a business, and as it relates to revenue, is the ups and downs during the course of a year. Many businesses, not all, but many, and oftentimes, there will be ebbs and flows in the revenue that comes in. Remember, revenue as a term means the raw money that comes in the door through customers and clients. And so as that comes in the door, you will have some businesses wherein they will take on a client, work very hard, bill time for that, get paid, and then spend the next month with a down revenue because they're now looking for their next new client to start billing or doing marketing and sales or to get the machine rolling again, that being bringing new people in the door. And so you've got those ebbs and flows, which 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 happen, especially when you've got a small business. Then you've also got the ebb and flow of just the nature of the business you're in, where there may be certain times of the year that people think about these things, like as in, uh, you know, quarterly taxes or annual taxes, or maybe everybody at the beginning beginning of the year and the spring of the year does these things. Well, obviously, you're probably going to have a higher revenue stream during those months. Or maybe, you know, the winter months, things slow down. And as a result, now you've got down revenue months. So that's the cyclicality that I'm describing. And we can spend more time. I won't. Um, but you have highs and lows in revenue. Rarely do you have this nice static like as in an income uh, that you receive as an employee. It's, it just doesn't work that way. And look, 
in fairness, that's part of the reason that most people don't succeed in business because they come from that. They come from being an employee wherein they receive a take-home paycheck every two weeks or, uh, you know, twice a month or every week or whatever. And it's, it's so consistent. And you guys should know this as business owners. The more consistent anything is, the more easily managed, the more inconsistent, the more challenging it is. It's a bit like... It's a bit like somebody who is trying to lose weight, who goes on a diet and loses weight and then gains the weight back. And ironically, the the waffling back and forth causes them to gain even more weight because there's really not control. It's just this ebb and flow of up and down, up and down. Well, a budget is very much like that. It, it there's It's not consistent. It's not controllable. It's not measurable. You can't forecast it. It's very problematic. So the more consistent any thing is, which is what you're striving for, the more easily it can be managed and the more inconsistent, the more challenging it's going to be. It, you also must be aware that the minute that you inject a human being into it, especially, God forbid, a business owner who looks upon those funds to be spent on the next project or or maybe, God forbid, to buy themselves a new boat, uh, the more that's involved, the more problematic it is as well. So you really uh, want to have, have your income and your budget and your expenses set up in a very consistent and static way therein lies bill pay and things like that so cash flow the cyclical nature of a business specifically the high and low side of the income cycle and the high and low side of the expense cycle so what do i mean by that well i already talked about the high and low side of the income cycle right so we've got high sides where revenue comes in certain months that are really good and other months that maybe aren't so good but then we've also got something else on the other end of the spectrum which are the expenses and ironically your expenses may not come at the time when your revenue is high they may come the high side of the expense cycle may actually come at a time when your revenue is low well, that's going to be really problematic. And what's made worse is that people, when looking at financial forecasting, love to use averages. Well, can you see how averages can, can, can make you think that everything's okay when they're not? In other words, if I look back on last year's finances, because there's never really no control. All we ever do is reconcile what happened after it already happened. And the easiest and simplest way to deal with, to deal with that is to show an average. Like here was our total, you know, here was our total revenue last year. And here was our average over the course of the year per month. Well, that's, nonsense because in any given month that revenue wasn't there that was just an average and the fact is was the revenue high or was the revenue low and when did you have these expenses that might be intermittent so intermittent being defined in this case as something that doesn't happen consistently every month it may happen every three or four months every six months once a year so intermittent expenses have to be paid all at one time. So imagine you've got bills that come into your business that are an annual fee and they've got to be paid. Well, to take that annual amount and divide it by 12 is ridiculous because you don't pay it that way. You have to, in that month, have that money to pay that bill. So imagine if you're using averages and the reality is in any given month, you don't know what it's going to be. So you don't have average. You don't have a surplus in your business. Most business owners don't. And so 
they either have the money that comes in the door or they can't afford to pay the bill or they put it off or they only make partial payments or they make a payment and now they don't have money for other things, but they don't know that until after those other things have happened. So high managing the high and low side of the revenue as contrasted by the high and low side of the expense cycle. That is a critical issue. Now we add the other component, which is the individual business owner's personal income defined as what they take out of the business. And whether you pay yourself a salary in your business or you simply take draws or you do a combination of the both, the question is, is it consistent? Can you look at your financial forecasting within your business and know consistently every single month how much you're going to take and the amount that you're taking is going to support your entire budget one full year in advance and you've got a personal budget that includes all the things? Because I'm here to tell you, in 30 years of helping people manage their day-by-day money, very, very few people, employees or business owners, manage their personal expenses that way. And so the only thing they may pay themselves as small business people is a salary that's just enough to cover the bare basics. And then they take draws willy-nilly all over the place that create major chaos in the cash flow of the business and its ability to pay its bills, to cover its payroll, and to do any sort of financial forecasting for growth. So these are the huge issues that relate to managing uh, a business cash flow. And I've touched on them briefly, and now we're going to dig into some of them. So business owners will tell you some of the reasons that they have problems. So I'm going to lay them out, and I'm going to try to tell you how to overcome them and what, what the challenges are. So first one, unanticipated costs. All right, unanticipated costs. I'm going to submit to you folks that most of the time, just like in the personal budget, and, and you know, I, I make a point often, but I can't help but say it here. If somebody comes to me and says, Todd, hey, I got a great business, got like 50 employees, but I got to be honest with you, I am this, I am, I am, I do this work and I am good at it. I've been able to build a great team and put great people around me, but on a regular basis, I am asked to make major decisions about my business, my company related to growth, hiring, firing, all the things that that certainly are interacting within the financial side of the business. I've got an accountant or, 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 or a bookkeeper, at least, who works in my business and takes all of the expenses and, and handles all of the inputs into our software, our accounting software. I've got a CPA and, a, and the CPA has a, has a person who comes in once or twice a week and makes sure and reconciles everything that our bookkeeper is putting into the books to make sure that it's being car- categorized and, and characterized properly. Whenever we have these meetings about major decisions in our business, the bookkeeper brings me all of the financials of the business. And I sit down with with that, maybe the salesperson in our business, the person who's in charge of sales, maybe the production manager or the or the uh, the operations manager. And I'm asked to make decisions. And Todd, I got to be honest with you. I don't want anybody to know this, but I have no idea what these financials mean. 
if you only knew, folks, how many times I hear that from business owners. So, hey, Todd, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to contract you, and I want you to teach me how this stuff works so I'm not completely inept and I can actually make decisions with this information because, honestly, I look at this stuff, and I gloss over it, and everybody assumes probably that I've looked at it many times before or that I just really know this stuff that well, and the reality is I have no freaking clue what I'm looking at. So, Is that a conversation you and I had? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> and it's so typical of business owners. So the point that I'm making is where do I start when they do that? I start with a personal budget. And, you know, like I said before, a lot of you folks, maybe your MBAs, maybe your people who have, you know, have are, are the bookkeeper in the in the business. That's your job. That's your day job. Or maybe you are that small business owner. Um, I'm I'm telling you that there are when it comes to your personal budget, there are so many things that happen in that cyclical nature and relate to the upside of the income cycle. Maybe there's certain times of the year where you get a percentage of your income as commission or you get bonuses and maybe you've got expenses that are higher maybe natural gas in the wintertime, maybe more of this stuff in the summertime, and your income is up or down. All of those things are so important because that so is so relatable to a business cash flow budget and for financial forecasting. So when you teach somebody how to do it with a personal budget, you teach them how to do it with a business budget. And not only that, oftentimes the business owner is taking way too much money when the money is available for their personal life, which also creates dramatic problems in cash flow where you've got a bookkeeper who thinks they have this much money in the business account to use to cover payroll and to cover this next, oh, I don't know, project that you've bid on or whatever it happens to be. And that money just instantly evaporates because the business owner took a draw. And I know right now, as I'm saying this, there are people listening to this show who are those bookkeepers in companies and are just nodding their heads as I'm talking about this. This is such a consistent theme in a small to mid-sized business. I can't even tell you. So you start with what does the business owner actually need uh, to be able to to live? Well, we're talking about the un, uh, unanticipated costs. So let me give you an example of the personal life. The unanticipated costs. Well, you know, Todd, my kid needed braces. And, you know, you can't. I mean, that just came out of left field. And my, my joke is, no, it didn't come out of left field. Your kid is 13 years old. They need braces. And guess what? Three years ago, you saw that your kid's teeth were crooked. And you know, you knew doggone well as every year progressed that the chances that your kid needed braces was very, very high. But rather than looking at that, because then you'd have had to take money to do that, maybe money that you had earmarked for something else, like a new truck or a new boat or a deck on the back of the house or a family vacation, you couldn't bring yourself to do that. So you ignored it. Kind of like turning up the radio when the engine's making some weird noise and you don't want to hear it. That's what you did. And now all of a sudden here it comes to roost and you're trying to tell me how this came out of left field. It's not true. It's my other analogy, like the like the SUV needs new tires, and oh my gosh, you know those tires are two two hundred and fifty bucks a tire or three hundred bucks a tire, and man, that's a thousand twelve hundred bucks, and boy, that came out of left field. And I laugh and say, you just told me that you put twenty thousand miles per year on your car. You know you got a fifty thousand mile tire. How could you not know you'd have this expense in two and a half years? Oh come on, Todd, nobody does that. Yeah, I'm aware nobody does that, but they should, shouldn't they? 
And when it comes to a business, these are exactly the same type of unanticipated costs that business owners will cite in the same way. Because there are things that are coming at them that they know are going to come at them, but their mind is so good at not seeing these things because it gives them trepidation, fear, blood pressure raises, and so they they push it away. So unanticipated costs often are things that can be easily anticipated because either one, but because either one, the business owner is inexperienced and doesn't know about these things, or two, combination of the two possibly, the business owner doesn't want to see these things in addition to be in, being inexperienced. And I can give you some examples. Um, you know, uh, legal expenses, insurance costs, Taxes. All right. All of these things can be anticipated. But, you know, if, if you're a small business and you have grown to the point where you've got more than a few employees, if you aren't already allocating costs for legal in your business budget, then you need to have your head examined. Because they're going to happen. And when they do, and you say, oh, you just can't see that coming. I mean, I, I, there's, I mean, I didn't expect this. Well, you should have. You heard it now. Why, why would I? Why in the world would I need a, a legal fee? Why would I ever need an attorney? How about this? Employee issues. You know where your employee sues you, or you've got a non-compete and they walk across the street and become your competition. How about that one? How about accounts receivables where people aren't paying you and you have to sue them to get them to pay you? How about liability issues where you've got a liability policy, but some of the stuff that, that you're being sued for as a result of, of business liability isn't covered? How about you've got a partnership and the partnership blows up, which could have been anticipated a mile away like the sun coming up in the morning. I hate partnerships. They never succeed. And the ones that are succeeding are on borrowed time. <laughs> you should have had money for that. So, I mean, these are obvious things, but people don't put money away for this stuff. They say, well, Todd, if you had money for all this stuff, you wouldn't have money for anything else. No, you wouldn't have money that you take out of the business to pay for all the personal stuff because you see the business as nothing more than a way to support your personal life lifestyle, which is insatiable, and there's never enough, and you want more, 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 so you keep taking every dollar the business has to to answer that that never-ending desire to have more and more lifestyle, and then these things come, and you're shocked, and then when you're when you're polled by the National Association of Business Owners about the unanticipated costs of business, you cite all these things that, in fact, really weren't unanticipated, but because you didn't anticipate them, because you took the money and didn't want to see these things, you call them that. There you go. So, <clears throat> next issue, mixing business and personal expenses. Oh, my, could we talk about this? Business and personal expenses. Uh, so, so, one, here's the interesting thing. The number of business owners, small business owners, who don't, one, have a, have a business operating entity like an LLC, like an S-Corp, like a C-Corp, don't have any separate employer identification number with a separate living, breathing entity that they operate through with its own separate business bank account is shocking. Shocking. And I don't care if you're working out of your home, you should still be at least probably a, a single member LLC and you probably should probably pay yourself as though you were an S, file your taxes as though you're an S corp and pay yourself a consistent salary. That right there is a huge component. And if you're listening to this and you're not doing this, you need to do it right now.
<laughs> because it is so helpful and is so uh, so successful at staving off the majority of the reasons why people in business fail. I I can't I can't even tell you. So that ensures that you're not commingling your business and personal finances. So you obviously want to have a separate bank account. I mean, at the very least, if you don't, if you don't have a business entity, and, and look, I, I don't think that having a separate bank account is enough, but if you're not even doing that, if you're managing your business in your personal bank account, there's another one of those, Joe, bang your head against the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, and, that's and, a good and, one. And look, the reason is pretty simple, isn't it? It's that people get into business who know nothing about business. They just, they just maybe can't find a job or they're ticked off at their company or their boss. And so, by God, I'm going to do it on my own. But they know nothing about business. And look, I, look, I understand. It's, it's okay. It's okay. But look, if you don't know these things, then you need to take time and be open to educating yourself. Stop watching TV. Stop listening to the, the radio. Not my show though, Joe. Don't stop listening to my show. No, listen all right. to all the podcasts. All the other stuff. But yeah. But listen, spend the time. Uh, putting the information in your brain that you need so you're always educating yourself when you're driving down the road when you're doing dishes when you're vacuuming when you're mowing the lawn any mundane task you are listening to information about business and finance so you are educating yourself if you are a newbie business owner and you're not doing that well then you're not going to succeed you know, and if you fail, ain't going to surprise me at all. And if you succeed, you're going to shock me <laughs> because you've got to learn these things. So always inputting the good information. So you got to have a separate bank account. You can't commingle funds. And as I've already said, you've got to know what it costs. Well, you got to pay yourself. So when you pay yourself, remember, we're striving for consistency, aren't we? So do you know what it really costs you to live on an entire one-year basis? Do you know what that number is? I'll bet the answer is no. I'll bet the only way that you could try to figure it out is by going back and looking at what happened last year. I'll bet that's the only way. And you think that's adequate, and you're wrong. Because last year, if you didn't do what I'm about to say, all you're really doing is accounting for something after it's already happened without any intention in the way that you directed funds. You just did what you did, and again, I'll use that willy-nilly term, and now after the fact, you're reconciling. Well, look... If you would actually stop to think and put a little a little thought into the way that you actually did things, I'll bet the numbers would be different. I'll bet you. But you didn't do that. So I'm saying I want you to sit down and I want you to look at these things and I want you to look at a, at a budget one full year in advance. And remember, that includes all of the intermittent expenses that take place on a semi-annual basis, Right. So that's what we want to do. Once we have that, now we know how we pay ourselves. And maybe a portion of that is in salary. Maybe a portion of that <coughs> is in draw. And the combination gives you the amount that you need to cover your budget month over month with consistency. Let's take our break. We'll be right back talking about business and cash flow management. 
Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to HomeRentalSystems.com or call now 612-701-4375. Accounting and bookkeeping services are no longer just about record keeping. For decades, Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability. Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client, yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve. Their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763-786-462 for a free consultation. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY. Or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing in your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. 3800. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly, 